The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You say shit and then you start moving. I didn't start moving, and then you you hit record right after I say shh. It's too late. You already were making your little. We've already already messed up the podcast. Oh, what the hell? We've already started. We're going to continue. Hey, everyone, welcome to episode (laughs) one sixty six of the All Dolphins podcast, the ever so polished and heavily edited podcast, as you can see. (laughs) (laughs) Today is Monday, December nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Day after the Dolphins improved their record to 10 and 4 with a 30 zip spanking of the New York Jets. I got a question for you before you do your numbers thing. Mm -hmm. The Dolphins have talked about how they have not really played a complete game all season. Was that just a complete game? I thought you're the one who said that about not playing. No, a number of players have said that. Uh, Christian Wilkins to uh, a lot of players, a lot of guys have said that. Um, and they don't even count the Denver game because they felt like they could have played better, and they had a lot of errors, and I believe the special teams gave up a touchdown. Was Correct. that just a complete game? Uh, offense, check. Defense, check. Special teams, check. Yeah. I don't know if we can really say offense because – Oh, we're going to go there again? I mean, I'm – Again. Not crazy number. It's not crazy number. Look at the national narrative today, and everybody is ranting and raving about Tua's performance. So obviously the offense did something right. He just did it without Tyreek. Come on. He spent his whole career before Tyreek got here putting up, making average receivers look better than they were. I'm waiting for a response. On that. Wow. No, I'm not, not even going there. <laughs> I just lobbed it right up into your wheelhouse. <laughs> I mean, holy moly. Look what a good boy Expecting you to swing for the fences. <laughs> look a good boy. Look a good boy. I am. I'm not even saying a thing. Um, <laughs> the Isaiah Fords of the world. No, you no. You're not going to bite the yeah, hook. Where, where's Isaiah Ford? He elevated him so much. He's out of the NFL. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that that was funny. I'll give you props for the comedy though. Uh, no, it was the offense was not as explosive as it's been. It was held under 300 yards. Yeah, uh, six points in the second half, but in a game like yesterday, all they needed to do was don't hand the Jets freebies, and they did that. And they still, you know, hit hit the the deep pass, which yes was an absolutely gorgeous throw by Tua. Um, great double move by by Waddle. Points so, for you from me, two and on on that one. Sorry, I said points for you from two and on on that one. They're like, oh, he acknowledged it was a great pass. Okay, how about that? How about that? I'm not, I'm not afraid to, to throw out praise when it's deserved. Um, although, if I'm, if I'm going to – yes, I'm going to go there. Like, people making a big deal, like RG3, for example, like, what, to a completed 82% of his passes. Can we? I mean, can there we, were a lot of short passes. Can we acknowledge that it was easy to rack up a high completion percentage? But having said that, he played very, very well, executed what they asked of him beautifully. So, uh, and, and as and I continue to say that – and as I continue to say, a lot of that game plan is predicated by your offensive line. I rewatched that game. It was leakage everywhere. It was 
It was it was leakage, 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 leakage. Just leakage everywhere. You know where there was more leakage? Where? On the other offensive line. Oh, I mean, that wasn't a leak. That was like a flooding. That was a dam bursting. Yeah. Um, we, by the way, we, we're I know I know some of some people here are dying just to get to the sixty-six player oh, recognition. We got to do that. Sixty-six. We did sixty-six the first time around. Was Larry Little, who was head and shoulders above any other sixty-six in Dolphin history, Hall of Famer, fabulous pulling guard. Uh, my Mizon Dolphins got him for a song in a trade for a cornerback named Mac Lamb. Yeah, it's one of the literally one of the biggest highway robbery trades in the history of the NFL. You traded a little use backup cornerback for a guard who became a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I said it. Um, so this time we're going to go with somebody you actually should know. Donald Thomas, six-round pick in 2008, a guard from UConn who actually won a starting job on a veteran offensive line as, as a, a rookie. rookie. And then had a nasty uh, foot injury. May have been a Liz Frank, if as I recall, in the opener. Came back the following year, wasn't never quite the same guy, wound up playing for New England and the Colts had a five-year NFL career. So hat tip to Donald Thomas. I do remember Donald Thomas, a uh, very respectable young man. Uh, I believe Nate Garner replaced him when when he went down as a starter. Um, Nate Garner had, had a respectable career here as well before uh, I think concussions got the best of him. Mm-hmm. And then he, I believe he won a concussion lawsuit against the Dolphins or the NFL. can't remember which one. But anyway. I believe he may have. But we're going down a rabbit hole here. Let's Yeah, somebody hit him in the head with a with a helmet. I can't remember who it was. Um, and that really rocked him. Like somebody like swung a helmet, hit him in the head, and he had a like a big concussion issue and a concussion lawsuit against the Dolphins. That could be painful. Yeah. Um, speaking of getting hit in the head area badly, our buddy Andrew Van Ginkle got nailed. Um, in the nose while pass rushing, hand got through his face mask, broken nose, which Mike McDaniel and Van Ginkle confirmed on Monday. Uh, McDaniel said he didn't know anything about it until after the fact because Van Ginkle basically went to the sideline and never told anybody or or just took care of it on his own and wound up playing, uh, I believe it was like 51 of the 58 defensive snaps. So I guess points for toughness right there. Hmm. No, no, no. He played 58, 51 to 58. He did. I saw a lot of Manuel Ogman, a lot of Cameron Good. Um, uh, you saw a lot of Cameron Good. You didn't see a lot of Emmanuel Ogman because are you obviously going to check the snap count observations from, from Monday. Agba played, yeah. Busted. Uh, Agba played four snaps on defense. Uh, wound up leaving the game with a hamstring injury, and that was one of the many injuries Mike McDaniel discussed in his soft issue. Soft issue. Yep. In his weekly day after the game press conference, he also provided a hint that I've never heard before, and I, okay. I appreciate a coach dropping a hint. He's like, if a guy is tr- working out the day of a game, then it is close. They're really close to playing in game time decision. Obviously, Tyreek Hill worked out, didn't get clearance. Xavier Howard worked out, surprisingly didn't get clearance because he was expecting to play. Um, but I, I think Mike McDaniel made the right decision because as history has shown, Xavier has a tendency to go out there and play not 100% and then generally make the problem worse. Um, yeah, I mean, 
it, it's semi-logical that if you got no shot of playing, they're not going to test you out. And this is where we're getting uh, – let, let's address Tariq for a second. Uh, McDaniel said after the game yesterday he was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Then pregame show on NBC, Sunday Night in America, whatever it's called, Sunday Night Football, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, flat out just throws out there that he was not close. Okay. Then Drew Rosenhaus does his hit on WSVN Sports. WSVN, correct, with our good friend Josh, and talking about how he didn't say close or not close, but he did say the the decision to sit out may allow – these are exact words – may allow Tyreek to play later in the year. And I'm like, wow, that's an interesting choice of words. And I understand you and I, we do these every day, and we make God knows how many mistakes we, we each make on a daily basis. I'll save everybody the trouble. Mistakes all over the place. So I, I get it that sometimes you misspeak. That still struck me as, hmm. Uh, and this is part, maybe the, I think that's what led to perhaps to, or the Florio comment more so, to McDaniel volunteering that nugget about, you work out a guy before a game that means he's pretty close Mm. oh that's why he volunteered that information oh i see you dropping hints over here okay i've always found it very interesting how aware mike mcdaniel is about what's being said about his team and the narratives Mm -hmm. and and the storylines so i mean we've got hard knocks tomorrow so hard knocks will give us the behind the scenes hopefully no no, yeah, I have a hard time believing Come that. On. Come on, we got to get a Chris Greer cameo on that one. I, I, I kind of get the feeling they, they want to, I mean, keep the kibosh on that one, keep it under it. They want to maintain the mystery. Um, I mean, I, you I don't know. basically, tell Dallas he's playing this week. So that they could prepare for him, because obviously the game right. plays a lot different with Tyreek than without Tyreek. So you know, Mike McDaniel should have just said, "Yeah, he's playing." But then I guess you don't want to really do that to fantasy players, because you know they're all they're in their playoffs, and you know they get all a little weird about their fantasy teams. Correct. And I wrote a Tyreek update this morning, and I encourage you to read it at alldolphins.com. All right. And kind of semi the gist. And I came to the conclusion that would you be shocked if it came down again to Sunday morning before we, we have a clear answer on this? So are you thinking Tyreek doesn't practice all week and then gives it a go on Sunday morning? Maybe limited on Friday. Okay. Um, we, we got a whole week to prepare and watch and work. So it, that yeah. that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. Uh, they've shown you not to say, I, I know everybody's all obsessed about Tyreek, and Tyreek is a very good player. But as you know from yesterday's hit and from yesterday's discussion, and then even my film review of the game even further, I'm way more obsessed with the offensive line and what's you going are. on in that unit. You are. You are. Uh, but here, here's my thing, and and this is where, you know, you know I'm very big on nuance with stats and all that and numbers. Like the 30-burger that they put on the Jets, to me, you have to – Always look at it that it included practically a defensive touchdown when you recover a fumble at the one and a 22-yard drive for a field goal. They didn't have to do any heavy lifting on offense because they might have played seven quarters yesterday. The Jets weren't scoring. Obviously, against Dallas, even though they're not a very good road team, against Dallas, it's not going to be like that. 
So if maybe they're going to have to do more offensively, and this is where obviously the offensive line, it would help if some of those guys came back. Um, and again, a whole, a whole lot of uncertainty with that as well. Yeah. And Let's go over some of these injuries because Mike McDaniel basically said Austin Jackson's injury is not in the Jalen Phillips end where Jalen missed basically three or four games uh, resting that oblique back issue that really spasmed up on him uh, for a good portion of the season. Uh, but he's going to be a day-to-day situation. So more than likely, they're going to be getting Kendall Lamb prepared and ready to start at right tackle. And Austin Jackson might be limited to one practice, maybe two this week. Uh, then we get to Robert Hunt, where it didn't sound like he's close. Uh, it sounded as if, based on what Mike McDaniel was saying, that Robert Hunt is getting closer to returning, but he's not close to returning. Um, obviously, we know where Liam Eichenberg is. He's soldiering through that calf injury. Um, will he participate in all of this week's practices? Probably doubtful. Probably might be limited. Probably might miss the Wednesday and, and get himself ready starting on Thursday. Uh, and, and then I believe, I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I believe that Lester Cotton got a little something. Just had a little nicky-nicky. Oh, um, yeah. It, no, it's, it's you know, you know what it is. It's that time of season, man. You hate getting Nicky Nickies. Those, those are bad. Nicky Nickies are bad. Absolutely. Um, did you notice anything with Tehran? Because Tehran did not play the final eight snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just game's over. Let me let me get out. Yes, yes, yes. Um, in fact, I watched him on the sidelines. He was fine. He was, in fact, coaching up Liam and working with other guys. But he looked fine. They they didn't need him. Come on, you you need to rest, Tehran. And in fact, the performance from Tehran was better than it had been uh, in the previous two games that he played. Um, that is a step in the right direction, especially when you look at the Jets and the caliber of opponent that they are. Tehran, you need a healthy Tehran for this final stretch of games, and it looks like he's getting there. Not there, but getting there. So that's a great step in the right direction. Um, it's going to allow you to do all kinds of things on your offensive line. Now, the question is, when will you get Robert Hunt back? When will you have Liam healthy? When will you have Austin healthy? Um, you, Every team is on fumes at this point. Every team is starting there. The Jets, I believe, had their 11th offensive line combination out there. It's showed. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was bad. Um this line, they're holding the fort down, and I think they're still going to have to create a game plan to get the ball out of Tua's hands quickly. Now the question is, how will Dallas play that, and how will Miami counter that? Because it's already on film now, so you no, know correct. what you have to do. Yeah. And and so the opponent also knows how you have to play because of what your issues are in the offensive line. So this is going to be a great gamesmanship game between Dan Quinn and Mike McDaniel, who – I think they might have history together. Well, maybe from Seattle, San Francisco. Maybe no, no, no. What am I talking about? That's uh, Quinn was in. A, a, I'm trying to remember where where. No, Quinn I don't think they. I Quinn don't think they have history together. Oh no, Atlanta, 2016. That's what I thought it was. But is it? Is it? A, did, yeah, he wasn't he on Dan Quinn's staff. No, they were on both Kyle Shanahan's staff, unless I'm mistaken. No, he was the head coach. 
Who? Quinn was the head coach. Who? Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Quinn was the head coach. In, tw- in 2016, when they when they gagged the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Yes, and okay, uh, Mike McDaniel was on Dan Quinn's staff. Yes, yes he was. Yes, he was. Looky, looky. I schooled Poupard. Are you – look at that. I'm taking a victory lap. I'm just going to walk out of here. Hold on. Where's my mint? Oh, my mint's over there. Can't can't give you a mint. That's like a walk-off for me. Didn't um, I say McDaniel in Atlanta? But okay, whatever. You take take the take the double. Yeah, back. but you were you were like they were on the same staff together. No, we worked for Dan Quinn. What are you talking but about? They were on the same staff if they worked together, if they was under him. Okay, you get the L. There you go. Hat tip, hat tip for you, Omar. Um appreciate it. And now I lost my train of thought. Oh, um, Cowboys have an in, uh, important injury on the offensive line that we need to monitor throughout the week, and that's Zach. Yeah, Zach Martin. Zach Martin. Damn, why did I say uh, quad injury? Left the game in the first quarter. Apparently, he was telling reporters after the game that he thinks he's going to be okay. That it wasn't. He thought it was his knee at first. Uh, hoping to play, and Mike McCarthy seemed to suggest after the game also that it wasn't anything that serious. Not uh, nothing like what happened to the Baltimore Ravens running back uh, Keaton Mitchell last night. Oh. If you saw, if you saw the the, the replay of it, mm. uh, torn ACL, and they, they, there goes our speed element. And I bring that up to just a to reinforce the fact that every team deals with injuries. Number two, because obviously the Dolphins play at Baltimore in Week 17, and in the Nugget one Nugget that Dolphin fans need to know: the Dolphins cannot get the number one seed if they do not win at Baltimore. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba regardless of what happens in the other two weeks with the Ravens or with the Dolphins. When did you write this? I wrote this this month. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was doing Joe Rocha this morning. Okay. I got I got to send that story out because the masses don't know. It's what happens when you're working with a radio star. Print guy um, and radio star. Listen, um, that's, import- that's important nugget of information. That's why it was included in the story, yes. I broke down all the playoff scenarios and permutations and all that. As, and that's you, what always do. As you always do. Um, and then the other thing is, as you predicted long before I did, so props to you on this one, kind of semi-looking like that Week 18 game at Hard Rock Stadium is going to be for the AFC's title. Unless, this is under the assumption the Bills – handle business against the Chargers and the Patriots. Uh, And if they do that, the Dolphins have to win against both Dallas and Baltimore to make the the Week 18 game irrelevant in terms of the division title. Uh, Let's hope Bill Pelichick plays spoiler. Um, He's still campaigning. He should be campaigning for that Chargers or or that Panthers job right now. Yeah, I I feel a lot more – Confident about the Dolphins being able to beat Dallas and Baltimore than Buffalo losing to either the Chargers or the Patriots. That's a very excellent point that you're making there. Um, and as I said, no matter what, you're going to have to go stay with your daddy. He's going he's to come visit. And you just got to – those those demons, you got to exercise them on your own, man. 
you, you can't wait. You can't wait or hope for somebody else to do it. And in fact, let me make another bold prediction and say that you're probably going to play Dallas. You're probably going to play the Cowboys in the first round. The Bills. Um, the Bills. Yeah, damn. Um, if the Bills wind up winning, yeah, no, it's way too early for that. There's, there's too many permutations. I didn't even go there because there are a lot, of, there are a lot of those. Um, Dolphins need one win to clinch a playoff spot. They, they still couldn't make the playoffs, even, God forbid, like. Scenario, they lose all three, but then they would need a couple of teams to lose somewhere else in the AFC. Um, but that's the, the main takeaway again is if Buffalo wins their next two, Dolphins have to beat both Dallas and Baltimore. Otherwise, week 18 is for division title number one. And number two, Dolphins cannot win the number one seed unless they win at Baltimore. Um, and even then, and then Casey could get involved too. Like the Dolphins could win at Baltimore and finish twelve and five, and then Kate, the, the damn Casey Chiefs could get involved because they get they have the tiebreakers over everybody, and they're at nine and five with with three games left. Um, that are you know they play Vegas at home, they play Cincinnati at home. That could be tricky, but still, and then they play at the Chargers. So. Listen, as Mike McDaniel warned all his players today. Um, if a media member comes to you and talks about permutations and playoffs and seeding, you tell them F off. Okay. It's about this yeah. week and this opponent. But you forgot, you forgot the, 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 the prelude to that with all due respect. Okay. With all due respect. I forgot the, with all due respect F off. Okay. No. And that, and that came up also about the narrative of the dolphins not having not beaten the team with a winning record. And it's not a narrative. It's a fact. Uh, you, you're rolling your eyes. It's a fact that the, again, I'm Denver. not saying I'm Denver. not saying anything. Denver seven and seven. I'm not saying any had a winning record at one point. Oh my lord, is that where is that where we're going with that? I mean, um, listen, but, you play your schedule, man. Okay, but let me finish my point. Yeah. When I say the Dolphins have not beaten the team with a winning record, automatically you can't go. Well, they haven't been. Uh, well, they they play the schedule they have, or or uh, it's stupid. Or I'm not saying any. I there's nothing else attached to the statement other than the fact that the Dolphins have not beaten a team that currently has a winning record. You can't argue that because that's a fact. They I'm haven't not, hosted a winning team at home. That's okay. what I got. Okay, uh, is that a Cowboys fact? Are the first. That correct. That there you go. The Cowboys are the first. And by the way, the narrative applies to the Cowboys too. Who have although the Cowboys did beat Philly, but it was in Dallas. The mm -hmm. Cowboys or they're three and four on the road, but three of those losses are against the Bills, the 49ers, and the Eagles. Question for you. You know what the line is on this game so far? Uh it opened at Pickham, and I've seen other places from other books where the Dolphins now are uh point and a half fav favorites. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I wouldn't tell you how to be able to tell you how to pick it. And in fact, Mike McDaniel gave the greatest warning that I would 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 think you can give. Uh, the Cowboys are coming off an embarrassing loss, much like we lost last week. And so, you know, they're going to be locked in, dialed in. They know what the narrative is about them and they're interested in silencing it as well. Well, Miami is the next team on the platter. So um, it'll be a very interesting game. I expect it to be the game of the week in the NFL. So, um, hopefully it doesn't disappoint. No? Uh, 49ers, Baltimore? 
Kind of, sort of, no? Uh, it, it. I mean, we don't know. How, we don't know how the games are going to play out. But in terms of matchup heading into the week, you have you have the two teams with with the best records. And, yeah. Okay. I won't be biased. Two but I, but we will say this. This is a hat tip to our good friend Barry. Uh, Fox has a national game on Christmas Day, and the Dallas at, at Miami game at 4:25 p.m. on Sunday is a national doubleheader game. Duh. And they the Fox chose to send their number one team of Greg Olson with Kevin Burkhard. I apologize if that's no, not who the lead play-by-play guy is to Hard Rock Stadium and not to the Christmas Day game between the Giants and the Eagles. So, so there's that. How about Greg Olson wanted to be home for Christmas with his kids? <laughs> I <laughs> I actually know Greg personally, and I'm pretty sure that's high on his agenda. Well, you, you can find out. Um, does Greg have enough juice at this at this point to be able to dictate that? He's your number one guy. Yeah, but I, mm, mm. Eh. Well, well, no, you, by all means, check with him. Uh, next topic: Chris Brooks. The deadline to activate him or basically commit to keeping him on IR for the rest of the season is coming up. This three-week window. I think it's today, or I mean, sorry, tomorrow, Wednesday. McDaniel was asked about him and got some very nice Irish dancing with nice praise about how he's come along. He's earned the trust of his teammates. He's he's in a good place. He exceeded all the rookie wall stuff. He's a great player. Best thing since sliced bread. Yes. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to have him back on the roster, but but not, not the words that we, that we wanted to hear. He will definitely be, be activated the, the question is, where do you have extra space? And I know you're going to say the same. One guy one guy played last week, and one guy actually started – I mean, actually was in a starting role, and still they're going to get their head whacked off by Poupard, as you, they usually do whenever Poupard needs a roster spot. Well, here's the thing. First of all, Robbie Chosen played 23 snaps. In place of Tyreek. That's a lot of snaps. Don't believe he was targeted once. Doesn't play special teams. That would be so that would be one ding against him. Eli Apple, who hadn't played in five games, was the boundary corner in nickel situations at a great third down pass breakup. And with Xavier's hip being balky and now Cam Smith having a hamstring injury and also not having the trust of Vic Fangio. Maybe you keep him there for depth purposes. Uh, in case of emergency, uh, Calvin Munson. Uh, you're gonna deplete your inside linebacker depth like that? Um, I think it's the only place that I'm vulnerable. I mean that I, that I might have a little bit of depth. He's not been here that long. I'm not. He's really here for special teams. I'm not absolutely committed to him. I think you can demote him and put him on your practice squad and give yourself some space, give yourself some time. Unless hold, on, somebody hold, on, hold on. Unless I'm severely mistaken because he was signed off New England's practice squad. He's got to stay on the active roster for three weeks. No, I don't think that rule pertains anymore. That's when you claim a guy, you could just sign a guy. I don't think that that rule. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm going to, Go ahead, go ahead and do a little monologue or a stand-up routine. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, stand-up routine. Um, Mike McDaniel did address the safety position. 
He talked about Deshaun Elliott, who has not passed in concussion protocol, but he is in one of the exiting stages of concussion protocol. As you know, a player has to practice without side effects of his concussion worsening um, two part two practices, and then he should be cleared. More than likely, Mike McDaniel expects that to be done this week. Uh, and Javon Holland is working his way back into practice. Uh, really, will be able to tell you more based on his practice participation whether or not he's he's going to be in the fold in the action. Um, he hasn't really participated in much of practice for the last three weeks. Um, based on what Javon Holland says his injury is, and we have not no confirmation on that yet because Javon Holland's the only one talking about his injury, which is an MCL sprain to both knees. He's more than likely um, going to be sidelined for four weeks, and the final week would be this week. Correct, Pupard? You're you're reading, so I'm sorry, I'm reading. I'm trying. To, I'm not. I'm not finding it. Uh... So I'm sorry, what was what was the question? The final week for Javon Holland, if he had a four-week rehab, would be this week because it's four weeks. Uh, he has missed. Uh, it happened against the Jets, so it was Washington, Tennessee, Jets again. This will be his fourth fourth week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Mike McDaniel praised Brandon Jones, who pulled out two interceptions, and Elijah Campbell, who had some pretty nice plays and said that basically they're more than capable of getting the job done. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the safety position moving forward. But um, just like every other position this season, the Dolphins have stood the test of time from a depth standpoint, and that includes offensive line from running back to wide receiver to tight end to offensive line to defensive line to linebacker to – cornerbacks and safeties they have endured a lot of injuries and it hasn't impacted the product at all or not not that much but offensive lines impacted the product recently no and on defense they've withstood the injuries uh ever since uh what was it week eight i mean they've been completely lights out on defense they're now number five in the nfl in fact yeah dolphins are one of only two teams in the nfl in the top five in both offense and defense Along with the is um, Kansas City? Nope. nope. Damn, you got me because I know Dallas is sixth on defense. Okay, so there you go. They're not on top. Baltimore Ravens. Damn it. Um, and all they had was the blip against the, the Titans in the final four minutes, basically. Uh, outside of that, they have been lights out on defense, and there are guys playing some kind of ball all over the place. I mean. Wilkins, Sealer. Dallas uh, is right up there too. Um, in defense? I, yeah. Um, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I've, been, I've been doing statistical studies all day. Um, I'm getting my poop hard on. Uh, it's Dallas defensively is. Don't give me the silence here. Come on. No, I shouldn't give you the silence. In fact, we should. I should write my own stand-up routine. What, what of course, once into a part of the bartender. Dallas, Dallas is six. And you interrupted my 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 little stand-up routine. Okay, Horse walks into a bar. Bartender says, "Why the long face?" Sorry, go ahead. Dallas is number six. That's such a bad joke. <laughs> Dallas is number two offensively and number six. And and Frisco is number deep. Yeah. No, Frisco is three and nine. So I messed that up on the. On my tweet, Frisco's three and nine. 
So generally speaking, you're good on both sides of the ball like that. You're going to have a good record. And the mm-hmm. Falcons are number one and number five. They are finally back to their perch as the number one team in both categories, yardage and scoring. Um, they've, they've been on a journey. And number five on defense, which has been their goal all season, they are finally there. This is the first week that they've ever been there. Um, they've been sixth once, but uh, they dropped to ninth based on that Tennessee collapse last week. And now they're back to five. So this it'll be interesting. I'm writing a column about can they stay at number five? And, and truthfully speaking, every element of that defense is playing on a court, on a, on on a tremendously high level um, from the defensive line to the cornerbacks, even to the backup safeties, you know, uh, linebackers. Linebackers have been really phenomenal from the outside guys to the inside guys. So I don't see any drop off. Vic Fangio was playing press coverage on third downs. Vic is growing. Vic is changing things up. Had Ramsey on Garrett Wilson for a good part of the game. Mm -hmm. See, we here we are. We're saying he's stubborn old man. Look at that. Guy's evolving, maturing. Just are you crushed that the Dolphins have dropped to fourth in the NFL in rushing? I did not know that. Sorry, Omar. It's okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. I know it's a it's a it's a big blow. Sorry. Damn. Um damn fourth. Yeah. Baltimore is increasing its lead at number one. Had another big outing yesterday. Um fourth. and then B- Buffalo had a huge game running the ball yesterday. Holy mo- yeah, most yeah. most rushing yards in the Sean McDermott era. And then Josh, did you see Josh Allen's quote after the game? Well, that was a good one. He goes like, the, I feel like the kid uh, who didn't do anything in the class project and got an A. <laughs> That's great. That is great. I, I'm after that hit job that they wrote on Sean McDermott for that team. And that was a hit job. That was uh they pulled up on the car and shot it up 30 times. That was like, <laughs> that was that was a hit job. Um, yeah, and to, to see his team rally behind him and not quit on him and, and completely play like they've been playing, lights mm-hmm. out. Man, um, that's, that's a team that's rallying behind their head coach because – he 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 he's got to be he, he he for him to survive that that was a woo that was an assassination attempt. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, not a not a good look. And and some of the stories that came out the the thirteen second story about him not taking accountability that that had come out before and that was that's a bad look. Yeah. Um, um, but we're not worried about the Buffalo Bills. We're worried about the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys. Daniel, tell us f off. Because we're not focused on what we need to be focused on, which is the Dallas Cowboys. We will have one of my mentors in the business, Clarence Hill, um, from the Dallas Fort Worth Telegraph, Star Telegraph, Fort Worth Star Telegraph, uh, joining us on Behind Enemy Lines tomorrow. You know how we do it, giving you a glimpse, and you will love Clarence's personality. Um, one one of my favorite guys in the league, and and a guy who um, I always try to be like Clarence when a young whippersnapper comes in the league and, and asks me for help, Clarence was the guy that, that Clarence was the guy that really helped me out in this business um, when I first started. So 
Um, loved, loved having him on the show tomorrow. And you know how we do it all week on alldolphins.com. We will give you all the coverage that you need. Poupard's got seven to eight stories up today. Um, I am actually going to write a story in a column. Um, the column is actually on can the Dolphins defense remain top five for the rest of the season, especially playing against these Super Bowl, cal- Super Bowl caliber teams. You can find all that coverage on alldolphins.com for free, no subscription, no paywall. You click it, you read it. And you can find everything with the hashtag all dolphins. Just go to Twitter, any place you go, social media, put hashtag all dolphins. You'll find the content there. Um, we will be back tomorrow for behind enemy lines, and we will be here all week giving you the latest on your Miami Dolphins, which are back on the winning side of the ledger. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. What what Omar said. <laughs> 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 <laughs>